Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Welcome to another episode of Viewers Anonymous. I am one half of the hosting squad. I am Scoots Bronson. And I am the other half, S. Foster. That's right, man. And we are here to bring you reviews on movies and television shows um, with a few hot takes here and there. Also, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get some laughs and all that good stuff. But before we get started, man, how you doing, my brother? Man... Doing quite shitty, man. You know what I'm saying? It's been it's been one of those days, man. The truck, <laughs> truck broke down today, man. Damn. I was man, I'm just sitting there, regular day. I'll pull up, you know what I'm saying, go to these apartments, I run in there, set the package on the front floor, knock on the door, come back, and then like it was it was like it wasn't just clicking like it was the battery or the alternator, but mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying, you can hear like the engine trying to do something. Mm-hmm. But like it just wouldn't catch. So then so I was sitting there for about two and a half hours, you know what I'm saying? About three hours before they brought me another truck. So Damn. then they bring me another truck. Then you gotta take everything off of that truck. And load it to the next load it to the other truck. And man, I'm out here sweating like hell, man. It's it's fucking, you know what I'm saying, hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. And then this is a thing that people gotta realize about like like stick shifts. Because the other truck was a stick shift. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you have to find what a clutch is because mm-hmm. all all of them are different. Some of them are higher, some of them are lower. So you got to find that middle ground. And this one was high as hell. <laughs> and I tried to start. And then it was man, it was just it just been one of those days, man. Just running behind all day. It's hot. And then you know what I'm saying, trying to trying to keep trying to because remember I told you like once a week I have to drive a stick shift because they're doing this training stuff. Yeah, and they're using my truck because. None of the other guys on the team really know how to drop a stick. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that truck because I've been in that truck, you know what I'm saying, one day for the past about a month. Yeah. So I know what a clutch is, so I'm good. So then when you throw you in another one and you got to find it. and it's, we'll Throw your game off. man. Yeah, man, throw your game off, man, completely. So, yeah, it was just one of those days. and But they, they was a uh, – I mean, I was able to get all my deliveries done, but they helped me with my pickups. They did probably like about five or six of my pickups, so I didn't get off too late today. Oh, so, okay. yeah, man, one of them days, man. But how about you, man? Man, um, shit, I had a pretty decent day, man. You know, um, got some good news. You know what I'm saying? I got a uh, another model for the OnlyFans joint. So, you know what I'm saying? That's going to be coming out soon. So if you guys are um, signed up to my OnlyFans, man, you know, keep be on the lookout. Next week, I got some uh, some new content dropping. And this is, uh, this one is very nice. Very nice. Um, but, uh, huh? <laughs> you throw out the superb sign? Oh, yes. Trust <laughs> me. That, this one is nice. You know what I'm saying? This one is super, super nice. Um, <clears throat> but outside of that, man, I'm also excited because, man, I'm getting my hair braided tomorrow. Uh-oh. 
How long? Yeah. How long ago it been? Uh, it's probably been about maybe about eight months. No, I mean like since oh, the last time you had it braided. Man, since like two thousand eight, nine. But I'm ready for I'm ready to hear about how tight that scalp is. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nothing, bro. Oh, it's something for me, but I'm telling you, Bobby, hey, that's what see, that's why I dreaded it up, man. Yeah. I like, hey, I got tired of that, man. Nah, that's <laughs> that's nothing for me. That was that's that's really never been an issue for me. Like for me the tighter the better because like my hair curls up. So mm-hmm. like it don't the, the tighter it is, the longer it's gonna stay for me. Cause if not that should unravel like a mug, man. I don't have I don't have people braid my hair that ain't like pay attention to the texture of it, mm-hmm. and then like you know what I'm saying I'd be braided up, and then like I wake up in the morning and like this whole braid would be coming out, like a whole you know what I'm saying braid on the side would be coming out or something because they ain't do it tight enough. So for me, the tighter the better. Hey, I'm tender headed, man. Like and oh, then man, like, man, oh, oh man, I am man. And then like man, sometimes they get done and they get. Like even even with it now, because you know, like sometimes I have it like, you know, the dreads braided or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Even that sometimes, man, be pushing my forehead back to yeah. where I can't even get the wrinkles on my you forehead. Be excited and shit. <laughs> like, hey man, I, you <laughs> like this, like man, I'm yeah. mad as hell. You don't understand how mad I am. <laughs> oh man, that's what's up though. Yeah, man. I need it though, man. Cause listen, you see, you see what I got on now. For people that can't see, bro, I got like a wrap over my head. But I'll be tired of doing that shit in the morning, bro. Man, I feel you, bro. Yeah, that's I, what I my do. hair be catching into the knot in the back and shit. So it be feeling like it be pulling my hair and shit in the back, man. That shit. If if I move a certain way, I can feel it and shit. Like, nah, I'm cool on that. Shit, I man. I, I did have it done, but. So when I was cooking on the grill uh, last week, man, like we've been getting these storms and we're getting one right now, man. And mm-hmm. like it started raining like hell and everybody left me out there solo. So I'm out there cooking and like my hair got wet and all the tight stuff. Then it got mm-hmm. loose and it was just like I had to just take it out. So now I just got that shit in a ponytail. But see, but, you um, you got the you got the fade around too, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You ain't yeah. got to go through the full process. You just gotta make sure you know what I'm saying is right. So. Oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. So we took y'all down the little hairline there. Oh yeah, for but, sure, uh, man. But man, you know what I'm saying. But before we start this pod, though, man, we got a uh, some movie pod. So you know what I'm saying. We got to give y'all some movie news, man. We lost the. Uh, I mean. Pretty much, man. A legend, man. We lost yeah. a legend, man. Uh, rest in peace to James Conn. You know, um, we was talking before. Years we, old, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. He lived a uh, pretty full life, man. You know, um, just want to say, you know, I hope that. I mean, but what what I don't know is I didn't really research it or whatnot. I don't know if this was, you know, of age or if he was right. sick or anything like that. But, you know, for I mean, I only know the one son because we was talking about him before we started, man. Uh, Scott uh, Khan, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying he's for me, you know, what I'm saying for me, you know, what I'm saying he's always tweeted to me, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, so if y'all don't know him, he was a wide receiver in Varsity Blues, 
Um, he was a uh, he had a show Hawaii was it Hawaii Five O or something. Yeah, Hawaii Five O. So uh, he he's been around he's been around for a while. Y'all y'all I'm pretty sure y'all seen him, but um, man, you know, he was um, he was in the 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 one movie with um Matthew McConaughey, man, where they was searching for the um. They're searching for the uh the the treasure. No, that wasn't him. Man, that was Paul Walker. Oh. That was the, that was Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. I love that movie because Jessica Alba. Yeah. Okay, but uh, it was it was something blue. Uh, into the blue. Into the blue. That's what it was. Why did yeah. I think it was Matthew McConaughey got a movie like that too? Like Fool's Gold or some shit. Okay. That's what it is. But yeah, Into the Blue was the movie. But yeah, you're right. Paul Walker, he was that's where I remember him from too. Uh that's the movie that I really, really remember him from because he was a snake in that movie. But he wasn't a snake. He just kind of, you know, snitched a little bit. Like he huh. say, he hung he hung he hung his boy out to dry, man. Like Snake. Okay. Um <laughs> but um also, man, when it comes to James Conn, man, like for me, you know, when you look at the movies that he's done, it's the way I would like I explained it earlier, the movies that I like that he in, like I fuck with him heavy. Mm-hmm. But he do have some movies that are kind of like, uh, you know what I mean? I never really watched yeah. them, they really have an interest. But like for me, like my favorite movies of uh James Conn is obviously, you know, Godfather Part One and Part Two. Um mm-hmm. You know, but the first movie that that came to mind to me, and like when I first saw this news, I was like, "Man, he was Brian Piccolo, man." And Brian song, mm. you know what I'm saying? On uh, the 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 uh, the movie about you know what I'm saying the relationship that he had with Gary Sayers. Um, we actually watched that movie in school. I don't know why we watched that movie in school. That's crazy that we watched that in school. But like that's the first time that I saw Brian song. Yeah, he really it, was. We watched it too. Then yeah. he, he had a. It was like um, I think he had an illness, and he died. I don't know why I want to say leukemia, but I don't think that's what it was. I think I think he's thinking of Ernie Davis. Yeah, uh, and that was that movie at the Express. But he was a running back from. Um, right. He was Syracuse. a running back from Syracuse. But uh, you know, what I'm saying fun fact for y'all: the only number. Well, I don't know if it's the only, but. One of the numbers that's retired for the Cleveland Browns is the number 44. 44. It was because of Ernie Davis. He never got to play a snap in the NFL. 44 he died of Yes, sir. Jim Brown. Yep. Um, so, uh, also, man, for me, look, people be killing this movie, but I love this movie, The Program. The Program is my joint, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the coach in there. I fought with that movie heavy. Um, and then the other movie that I think of, come on, man. Misery. Yeah, I mean that was just Bates, man. Yeah, man. So you know what I'm saying with the the acting world. You know what I'm saying it lost the it lost. No, you you missing the movie, bro. Man, come on, man. Get out here with that elf. He was a dad and elf, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we did we did elf, y'all. We did we did our, our Christmas month. Yeah, that was he was the he was hilarious as fuck in that shit, man. Yeah, but the the wild part is the last movie that I that's the second to the, of the latest movie that I seen from him because I believe that came mm-hmm. out two thousand three if I'm not mistaken. 
And the last movie, new movie, actually came out in 2008. Um, and that was uh, Get Smart. You know what I'm saying? He was in that with Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway and stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. Um, I look, I've been, I've been talking about this for a while when I say, like, our legends are getting older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's not that it's it's not that there aren't any new like good actors. It's just like I don't know if it's so many of them to where it's. I mean, when, when okay, so when I say this to you, can you put a collective together of new people that when you say you know what I'm saying Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, you got uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert De Niro. Joe Pesci, you got Al Pacino, Harrison Ford, Tommy mm-hmm. Lee Jones. Like, is is there like a, another younger group of like that many like well known? You know what I mean? It's like I mean, you can um you can throw Chris Hemsworth in there. Um, you can throw um, why am I blanking on his name? Transporter. Um. Oh, uh, Jason Statham. You could throw, yeah, you could throw Jason Statham in there. You can throw Michael B. Jordan in there. Um, trying to think. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I mean, it's but it's see, a, but see that's what I'm saying. That's the point that I'm making. It's like, like there were there were so many of like of those people, and I didn't even really you know name all of them. But it mm-hmm. was just like doing it for as long. I mean, like Sylvester Stallone. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you also got to you also got to look at it too. Like you know, we got we we got the the um the gift of time. You know what I'm saying? So we can actually go back and see those guys and remember the movies that they was in. You know what I'm saying? So they have a, a extensive catalog. You know what I'm saying? The guys that's out now or the guys that came out maybe ten years ago. You know, they don't have that much of a, a time span to really for us to really even compare to yet. Yeah. But, I mean, if you, you know, saying like once I feel like once we get to that point, I'm sure that there will be people who, you know, what I'm saying we can kind of put in that same category of, you know, saying the next, you know, saying the next up uh, in line that will probably be on those same levels. But I mean, like you got a you got a few who's doing some major stuff. Like, like I said, Chris Hemsworth, man, um, as much as he's done. Like, dude has been in some movies. Like, I I didn't even like I didn't even realize how many movies dude was in. But like, when he did Thor, that's what really brought him to my attention. The crazy part was I was I seen him in um in uh Cabin in the Woods and didn't even realize it was him. Yeah, I mean that can happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's it's some dudes out there that's like Michael B. Jordan is a, it, to me is a is another prime example because he was in the wire, you know what I'm saying? And he turned around and he did some other things, he did some other movies, and you know what I'm saying, he was he was uh on his way to stardom. And I mean, look at him now. Miles Teller is another one. He's been in some can great great can movies. We, can we throw Jake Gyllenhaal in there? Nah, Jake is Jake is Little past them, yeah, yeah, he's past them, yeah, 
I mean, Jake been around for a long time. Yeah, like, Jake been that out. Darko for a movie minute. came out like early nineties. That's what so, I'm saying. Jake been out for a minute, bro. Yeah, like, he to yeah. me, he he in that like he in that. Yeah, that he, is, he is, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could push him. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see like, what you're saying. um, I'm trying to think somebody else that you could put in there. Like, you could probably put um, I don't know, man. Uh. I'm trying to think of somebody who we can who we can is, is John see. is John David too early? Yeah, definitely. He he has a great start though. Don't get me wrong, he has a great start. Like the the first little few films he's been in have been yeah. excellent. So he has a great start. I think he'll definitely be one of the ones that's gonna be up there. But I mean, the truth of like the really the truth of the matter is like right now, you really don't see it because it's like then I think. We had so many. Um, I'm I'm sorry. We didn't have that many platforms to really go off of. So it was either like TV or you was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you you know what I'm saying. Like you may not see a dude at a theater, but you see him on Netflix all day long, or you yeah. see him on Hulu, or you see him on you know HBO Max, and he's not in the you know he's not on TV or he's not on in on a movie screen. But you know he he has an extensive catalog because you know he got to deal with Netflix or you know trying to deal with a streaming service. Um, I think Steve Carell is one of those guys. You know, I think Steve Carell is going to be one of those guys that goes down in that uh, in that lane. Um, Bradley Cooper, he's another yeah, one. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, uh, I, I tell you, I tell you another one who who has the potential. I think. I think when it's all said and done, he's gonna be up there. Damps and interest. Like oh he's gonna sure. I think he's gonna be up there. Sure. I think he has that I think he has that that potential that we gave um Shia LeBluff. Like he was supposed to be like the shit. Now he still got a good thing going. It's just he just like the way it kind of tailed off, like the the potential well, I mean, that he had. I mean, if you if you think about it, he got a he he got a, a nice lifespan though. Like he does from Disney to to um Transformers to, Transformers to a couple Disturbia, other. Um, Eagle what's Eye. the one? What's the one he did with Tom Hardy? With the brothers. Oh man, what was that movie? Lawless. Lock, come on, man. Like he he has a great lifespan. He has a great catalog. So I think I don't think it necessarily tailed off. I just think that, you know what I'm saying, he kind of came to a you know what I'm saying, to a peak. I mean, like at this point what else could the dude had did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did he did so he did. Now, don't get me wrong, like he did some great things. And, mm-hmm. and I think what I'm talking about is like the the comparisons that that like, that Hollywood gave him was Harrison Ford, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then when you think I, about him, shit, he was an Indiana Jones though. Yeah, and that's when it could, comparisons really had came. Mm-hmm. And like when he was on that run, when he was in that Indiana Jones movie, and then oh yeah, we can't forget about uh, Constantine. Yep. He's in uh, no, like he he now don't get me wrong, he did a lot of great things, but mm-hmm. but the point I was making is I, I think Dampson like. It's he's had a phenomenal start, and I think that 
I don't know how he want to do it, but um, but another one, Daniel Kalula. He's yeah. another one. Yeah, he's another one. He's a, he's a sneaky one. And he said, and then we already see the thing with Jordan Peele, and Jordan Peele did an interview saying that yo, he's my Robert De Niro. So what he's mm-hmm. saying is, you know, what I'm saying, um, uh, what's my man name, Scorsese. Yep. You know what I'm saying, Robert De Niro. Their history yep. go all the way back to Taxi, back mm-hmm. in I think '74, and he's not used Daniel about three, four times. He so, is in Nope. He's, he's in, in Nope. Get Out. And um, he, it was Jordan Peele produced, helped produce um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep, and he it did wasn't it, his uh, film, but he produced it. Yeah, yeah, and um, black, and no, Kaluuya, man, Kaluuya was in some Black Mirror episodes. Yeah, so he's been he's been doing it for a minute too. He has a pretty good lifespan with this shit too. So I mean, it's it's definitely um. It's definitely some guys who I think could be able to be able to uh, take up those mantles once they get to that same, you know, what I'm saying once they get to that same threshold. Yeah, but man, rest in peace to the guy, man. Condolences sure. to the family, man. Um, you know, it just watch a movie with James Conn tonight, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Get one in, man. It ain't got to be one of my favorites. But I mean, but if you want to see a great performance, man, like those, I mean, but everybody did good in in the Godfather joints, yeah. But or if you want to get a good laugh, man, watch Elf. Yeah, Elf or Get Smart. Oh yeah, or Get Smart, man. Listen though, but when that when that motherfucker was was in the office with Will Ferrell, bro, (laughs) and and he was trying to get Will Ferrell to do shit. And that nigga was sitting in that little ass chair. <laughs> and he was talking to him while he was at work. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. That shit was coming. Oh, man. You stupid. <laughs> so, um, man, listen, man. Today we have a classic. Um, You skipping. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Today is, um, this is the second episode of the week. This is the second episode of the week. Uh, what we watching, man? What we watching? What you got, man? Listen, I got, I got two. Okay. I, for some odd reason, I've been on an older movie kick. Um, so I'm gonna run through them real quick, man. Um, one of the movies, man, I just watched the other night just for no reason. Um, uh, Full Metal Jacket, man. Y'all wow. know the movie came out in 1987. Wow. I was just in the mood to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Private Pal. You know what I'm saying? Golden <laughs> Pal. Man, listen, that's that movie. You know, the thing is, there was a time between the eighties and the early nineties where there was a ton of Vietnam movies coming out. Mm-hmm. And this movie, what was so different about this one was it showed you like the training before they went over there, mm-hmm. and just the way that my man was going in on everybody, like man, and then like some of the jokes, man. I mean, not jokes, but some of the shit with Father Day. Like he, uh, yeah. he, he called one of the uh, like the black dude. Uh, oh, I forget what the name that he called him, but he was like, "Just know that you ain't gonna be no fried chicken and drinking sweet tea <laughs> up in here." And I was like, "Oh, but like, I don't know if that shit gonna fly today." But like, it's it's one of those war movies. I mean, if you into it, you into it. If you ain't, you ain't. But I I just watched it for no reason, man. And uh, the other movie. 
know what I'm saying? Let me, I might be uh, exposing too much now, but I am a huge uh, Know Me rep, uh, uh, Rapport fan. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I watched this movie. It's called Passion. And it's an older film. came out 2012. It's her. Um, got Rachel McAdams in it. It was uh, produced by Brian De Palma. Okay. It's one of his most slept on films. Everybody know him for Scarface and shit, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He uh, he directed this movie. And it's basically a movie about uh they work at this uh like this fashion place or whatever. And Rachel McAdams' character, she's just like one of those girls, like she loved like being surprised, like she um she's like the this executive and she is kind of mentoring uh Nomi's character, but she was like Rachel McAdams, like she was just like, like a, not abusing, but like she like was fucking around with this dude. Then Nomi started fucking around with him, and then Rachel then start like kind of humiliating the girl, and like so she put up this whole plot to kill her, and so she kills her, and then she gets she get away with it. But the only thing that she didn't account for is her assistant. She was uh she was a lesbian and. Mm-hmm. But so she like really liked her, but she wasn't a lesbian. So she ended up fucking <laughs> following her around, and she ended up getting the whole murder <laughs> on her phone. Yeah, and then she, then she blackmailed her into having a relationship with. Her. <laughs> like, it, it, dude, it's crazy, but That's it's a fire. great movie. That's fire. <laughs> dude, hey, you need to watch this. Man. Hey, I'm definitely going to watch this now because. Bro, do you listen? If if they had, if anybody from Netflix or Hulu, bro, if you have the gall and the audacity to steal a plot line, this is it. This is the perfect time for. <laughs> this is the perfect time for. Matter of fact, I take I take it even further. The the creators of you from Netflix, if you're listening, this is the one, bro. This is the one. This is this is where you get Joe, you know what I'm saying, and he, you know, he he got a nice little business and he getting it going, and he got an assistant, and his assistant finds out that he killed somebody, and forces him to be in a side relationship. That's perfect, bro. <laughs> perfect, bro. Hey, he blackmailed the whole time. Yo. It's it's really a good movie, man, and it's slept on, man. I don't I don't know why, but it's 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 really it's really a good movie, man. I I, I was just in a know me mood, so mm-hmm. I was just like, man, you know what I'm saying? Let me watch this. So uh, yeah, if you get a chance, I watched it on. They got it on uh Tubi for free. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They got ads and shit, but I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, so that ain't nothing. Especially yeah, so- watch them, that ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah, because it don't even bother you. Because, like, we old enough to, like, yo, like, ads don't really bother me as much because, like, I grew up on that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, now, yeah, it feels good to be able to watch something not being interrupted. But then at the same time, you like, shit, you know, so I got to pitch real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Run up. yeah, you need a break every now and then. Yeah, so, uh, so I watched an old movie, man, Full Metal Jacket, and also an older film called Passion. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I have two as well, man. Um, so my first one is actually a, a new film that dropped on Netflix. Um, and it's starring Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. And it's called The Man from Toronto. And when I tell you that 
this one might have brought Kevin Hart back for me, bro. <laughs> this movie was so damn funny. First and foremost, Woody Harrelson, bro. We got to start giving him his flowers because he's been funny as hell, bro, in some of these movies. And he don't get the credit he deserves. Zombieland, that motherfucker was comedy. Zombieland 1 and 2, he was comedy. This one, he was the straight man, but he was still funny in this one. And he did a great job in this one. Kevin Hart, bro, when I tell you, it's something about him that that that's able to play like that the 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 little weak guy. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know what I'm saying, if you if you follow Kevin Hart and stuff, you know dude got hands. You know dude, like, you know what I'm saying, he cut up. He, he'll probably whoop on somebody for real. I ain't going to lie to you. I think Kevin Hardy gives people, you know what I'm saying, a, a couple two-piece biscuits. But um, him just playing that role, bro, is so funny. And then it what makes it even funnier is the people that he pairs with. And I think that's what makes his movie so good. And that's what makes him so good is because he don't pair with, like, the obvious people. Like when he did um, Get Hard with Will Ferrell, like nobody's mm-hmm. seen that coming, bro. Nobody's seen that coming. That was a hilarious ass movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the, the man from Toronto is hilarious. It's basically about a dude who um, he ends up, you know what I'm saying, him and his girl, he, they trying to, he trying to take his girl on a trip because he's basically like this failed, um, He's like this failed businessman. He's out. He's trying to come up with these small businesses to work for himself, but they don't do nothing. And then he ends up taking his girl on this trip, his girl on this trip. And you know what I'm saying? They go to this cabin, but the cabin was supposed to be specifically for um the, you know what I'm saying? An assassin. And the assassin is Woody Harrelson, but he don't show up. So Kevin Hart shows up and these dudes down there in the in the cabin and they're like, yo, you know what I'm saying? We got the guy down here. So basically he go down there to interrogate the guy, quote unquote. And he and somehow or one way or another, he ended up getting the information out this dude. And they like, oh man, this is the man from Toronto. Like he got these techniques and all that. And then they go on this like wild ass adventure. And Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart end up becoming friends in the end, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's a good one. Like it's one of those things that it's just super, super funny, bro. Um, and then my second one is a classic for me. Um, this is a throwback. I just, you know what I'm saying, I was re-watching it the other night, and I, I was like, I got to speak up on this one. But I spoke up with Will Ferrell, and this one is a Will Ferrell movie, Anchorman. Everybody <laughs> know what Anchorman is. Anchorman is the story of one of the most legendary um, news crews in San Diego. Um and you know what I'm saying, just basically the life of one legendary anchorman, Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. You know what I'm saying? Stay classy, San Diego. That's what's up, man. All right. Yeah, man. Now, uh oh. I'm right on time with this one. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> on to the feature presentation, man. So we got like I said, man, we got a classic. Um, came out in 1996. Hell of a cast is starring Samuel L. Jackson, Sandra Bullock, um, also Kevin Spacey, uh, and Matthew McConaughey. Man, we're talking about a time to kill. Um, this movie is basically about 
a black man who kills two white men um, who raped his daughter and he is going to trial for murder, but it's in the rural South. And you have um, a new young lawyer basically coming to his defense and helping him out, but he's battling because he doesn't know if, you know what I'm saying, he's going to get the W only because of where they are. Um, and, you know, end up etching it out, man. So this is, you know what I'm saying, this is your pick. This is one that you brought to the table. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is hard to watch. It 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 gets there because see the thing the thing about this movie, right, mm-hmm. is the, the one thing that really kind of I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I'm glad the way that they did it, where they was only like giving you pieces. They never really, I, I guess you really, I mean, you can you can do what you want in movies, but they didn't show the rate show the rate. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. It, it gave you enough to know, like, you know what I'm saying? This this is some wild shit. It happened, yeah. But obviously that. But the point that I'm trying to make is one of the things that I didn't like about this movie was how people was blaming Jake for the things that was going down. It's like, mm-hmm. hold up, man. It's like, don't don't we think we need to be blaming the people that are responsible for these events that are going down all because there is so little Tanya gets raped. Mm-hmm. The two guys get picked up for the rape. You know I'm saying Charles uh Charles Lee Haley shoots them broad daylight in the down court place or whatever, whatnot. But then now you got the clan popping up out of nowhere, and then the clan starts doing all of this stuff for the people that are being affected as far as like that are working for, you know what I'm saying? Charles, Charles Lee Hayes defense. He's damn, they putting crosses in front of their houses. Their daughter mm-hmm. being called a nigger lover, all this type of stuff. And they're blaming Jake. It's like, don't, don't we need to blame the people? Like, like why y'all can't like, that's what was bothering me. Like, I, I think, I've seen this movie, I don't know, 10, 15 times or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this time, it was just like, why is Jake being re- being held responsible for the actions of just dumbass people who are doing these things to people? I, I just felt that he was apologizing for things that he didn't have to apologize for. Like right. He's given Charles Lee Haley his uh, constitutional right to have a defense, and you, he's you got to remember where they at, man. They in yeah, rural Mississippi. Yeah, in Canton, Mississippi, and yeah. yeah, but even with that, that's just like that's one of those things where you still can't. That's one of those things, like when somebody be like, you know, if you do this to me, you know how I am. It's like, nah, yeah, nah. because this is and this and this is. Like I said, this is uh, one of the reasons I said it was hard to watch because um, you see, you know what I'm saying, you, you see a black father going through the struggles already of what he, you know what I'm saying, and then you adding that on top of it. And what would, 
you know what I'm saying? What would normally be an acceptable thing, of course, is not going to be accepted in that situation, right? Because you have a black man that killed two white people. Even though they did what they did to his daughter in that in that time and in in that space that they're in in, in Mississippi. You said Canton, Mississippi. Uh-huh. I don't know shit about Canton, Mississippi, but I know enough about Mississippi to know that you know it's 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 racism is thick. Racism is thicker than uh uh is is thicker than Lisa Ray on cold peanut butter <laughs> in a bowl of a two day old grits. Okay, that's how thick racism is, and it's just one of them things, bro. Like first and foremost, I um I I like the movie because of the way that they showed how the justice justice system is towards black people or black men specifically in this movie. Um, Another thing that I liked about this though, was the fact that they show, you know, a black man in a sense to where he wasn't necessarily going to be the victim. You know what I'm saying? Cause most movies they have where, you know what I'm saying? He cower out or whatever, but like he took action into his own hands. Cause you know what I'm saying? He already knew they're not going to do anything you know what I'm saying, to get these dudes the proper time and the proper punishment. So I have to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, I avenge my daughter. Um, And then on top of all of that, you also, you know what I'm saying, you, you also got to just see the fact of, you know, it's, it's guys like Matthew McConaughey, like Matthew McConaughey, uh, Matthew McConaughey, why can't I say that man's last name? Matthew McConaughey's character, Jake, um, you know what I'm saying? It's guys like Jake out here who who see the wrong and they want to help and make sure shit is, you know what I'm saying, properly done. Even if, you know what I'm saying, they may be the underdog of the situation, they still want to see something being done, bro, and they want to see, you know what I'm saying, the right thing being done at that. And, you know what I'm saying, like, to me, that was one of the things that you kind of had to respect about Jake because no matter – what the situation was, you know what I'm saying, he still fought. Even though, you know what I'm saying, he had that that small doubt on the inside, like, man, this shit may not even happen. But, you know what I'm saying, he still stood up and did what was right, and you got to kind of appreciate that, man. And shout out to Samuel Jackson because, you know what I'm saying, to take this role and do this, like, you know he he's the perfect person for a role like this. Man, you are absolutely right. And then I think one of the coldest things in this film was so he do the crime and then and one the one thing about this town of Canton is you could tell this is one of those small towns because everybody knew everybody and yeah. um Charles Lee Haley you know what I'm saying he had grew up with the uh cop that he accidentally shot you know what I'm saying shout out to Chris Cooper uh, he had shot Dwayne uh, Dwayne Looney by accident, he got caught in the leg and get, got his leg amputated. Mm-hmm. But like when it was all said and done and everybody rolled up to his house, he comes out, son in his arms. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know, like he, you could tell, y'all look, I'm gonna be going away for a while. Mm-hmm. I had to do this for y'all sister. Nah, nah, nah. He hugs his wife. The cop comes up to him, uh, you know, played by uh, Charles S. Dutton. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <with> <laughs> oh, rock. Yeah, man. Uh, the uh, sheriff walls. But like, what was what was cold and dope about it was he looked at him and he gave him that look like, I mean, you know, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. And then he walks past him. They didn't handcuff him or nothing. He just walked straight into the back of the car. And it was just like, yo, that part was so cold because it was like, yo, he didn't run. And then you could tell everybody know him. So they're like, well, obviously there's no need to put no cuffs on him because he was sitting here waiting on him. Yeah, and then uh, on top of that, they, you know what I'm saying, they at least showed him the respect that, you know what I'm saying, not even cuffing him. Like, bro, we feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And and that's another thing, too. Like, me being a, a, a black father myself and having a daughter, like, you know, yeah, I, I 100% stood by that. Yeah, go get him. You know what I'm saying? If, if I ever find out some shit like that, you don't have to worry about taking me to jail. Because I'm I'm going to take him out and I'm going to take myself out and then take him out in the afterlife just to make sure he feels my pain. <laughs> Do you feel me? Just to make sure he feels my pain, bro. So yeah, like that's why that's another reason, like I said, it was hard to watch, man, because you know, having a daughter and then just you know forbid that something like that happens. Like you you don't you know what I'm saying, you don't know what you'll do in the moment. But it's just like, bro, she was 10. You know what I'm saying? Your only job is to protect the children. So I, I think that, you know what I'm saying, seeing that and, and yeah, you, you got to do something like that, bro. But then also what I think, and I think that if you if you black, you get it. Not that, and this, this ain't a shot or anything. It's just, just the way that we were raised in certain circumstances, right? So when she went to the store, you know what I'm saying? She picked up everything that they asked her to get from the store. Mm-hmm. So she's walking back. Obviously, you know, the whole scene, she gets inside the head, they rape her, try to hang her, all the type of stuff, and they dump her. But when her dad gets home, she says, I'm sorry I dropped the grocery, daddy. Mm. And I think that we have this thing of where we don't want to like disappoint our parents. Right. And even though she went through one of the most horrific things, like the most horrific thing that you can ever go through as a 10 year old. Right. And the thing that's on her mind is that I'm sorry. I dropped the groceries. Yeah. that's. And, and it's like, yo, it's, it's just, it's just, it's this different thing that, that we have. And then also we know like the it, like you hear some athletes you know be like yo I didn't know I was poor until this you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and it's like I don't know if she like knew that their money was tight mm-hmm. but she just kind of knew like yo like I know we need these groceries you know right. what I mean right. and like for her to even have that register in their head, I just think that that's just something that's just different. You know what I'm saying? Like within certain communities, I just think that that's something that's different. And I thought that that part was it was so relatable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And just to be like, yo, like this this little girl is not even, you know, not even really registering like what happened to her. Yeah, I, and that's exactly what I was just about to say too. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that part was... um 
that part was uh, something serious. But I wanted to piggyback off of something that you were saying. You were talking about Jake Brigance. Mm-hmm. And like, we need more people like him. And, and one of the reasons why he chose Jake was because he defended his brother. When his brother mm-hmm. got caught up in some shit. And even though they didn't have like, uh, you know, a, they had a kinship. Like it wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they just they just knew of each other. And what was what was dope was he went to Jake and was like. Yo, like you remember those those white guys that raped that girl and such and such? He was like, they got off, right? He was like, yeah. He was like, so if I'm ever in a jam, you know what I'm saying? Would you be able to get me out? Mm-hmm. And Jake knew. He's like, yo, he he about to go kill these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Went home, went over with the wife just just to get confirmation, and she's like, yo, mm-hmm. you need to call the sheriff. He was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, they deserve they deserve this shit. Yeah, he's yeah, like, they nah. This shit. He was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let Charles Lee, you know what I'm saying, do do what he do. And what um what was dope was when he was talking to uh his mentor, Lucian. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, he said, you want to Donald Sutherland, man. Yes, he's sir. One of, man. He's one of them ones, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah. I hated that his son had to play the, you know what I'm saying, one of, one of the, you know what I mean? But, um... But yeah, I I like how they did the opposite sides though. How they mm-hmm. how they put them on the opposite side of the fence. But what was dope when he was like, "Yo," he said, "You want to know the one great thing about this case?" He was like, "Yo, if you win, justice prevails. But if you lose, justice still prevails." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just like, "Yo, you are in a win win lose lose case." And he was just like, "Yo, this is like this is like one of those things that is just set up in a justice system where." I mean, I get it. You you can't have people going around, you know what I'm saying, being a vigilante of a crime that happened to them right, and yeah. not punish them for it. But I felt that this case was so significant to the point where it's just like, like, I mean, like, come on. Like, if if all of y'all got a daughter, like, y- y'all have to put yourself in this man's shoes. Mm-hmm. Knowing the information that he knows, knowing that especially, I mean, even now, I was gonna say especially '96, but even now, like the the value of a black life, like he, when he right. spoke to Jake, I, I just said it, like, yo, those guys that raped that one girl and such and such, they got off, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing what the outcome is about to be, and he's like, nah, y'all ain't getting away with doing this to my daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I thought that um I thought that the point that Jake was trying to make and even taking this case when Charles Lee don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that he knew shit <laughs> if I even survived this bitch, right. that this is gonna put me not only is it gonna, you know what I'm saying, put me on this level as far as like a lawyer, but also to to defend a person for the act that he did, I think that I think that Jake Brigance was a was a really good cat. And don't forget about Ellen Warhawk too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? She like she drove all the way down to the Boston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To to be involved and she didn't get paid. So well, shout out to her too. And this is and this is the, the thing about Jake too. Like we we I don't I don't think they really touched on it enough, but like you know, you also got to remember, like, him being in Mississippi, 
defending a black man, killing two white men, like even though that's gonna boost his career, that's still gonna have a little, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. um some of the citizens there, it's gonna have a little stench on it because it's like, you know, you you defended that, you know what I'm saying, nigger. And you know what I'm saying, he should have never did what he did. And I and that's why, you know, to me, for for him to take that on is is so uh it was so important because it's like for him to have to battle, you know what I'm saying, between that is is a that's a like a that's a deep, deep thing to, you know what I'm saying, go through. Like even his decision, you know what I'm saying, going back and talking to his wife and being like, nah, I'ma let I'ma let him handle it. Like even that decision. You know what I'm saying? Like you could you could tell he was just always trying to do, you know what I'm saying, the the, the correct thing. Um, but before we continue, man, let's get into this cast because this is a low key all star cast. Okay. This is it, ain't, lo- it ain't even low key. <laughs> no, no and, and the reason I say it's low key is because it's some names in here that you know what I'm saying, they weren't, you know what I'm saying, like super in it, but the fact that they were in it just lets you know just like how far some of these people have come along. So you got the main guys, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Sandra Bullock, Samuel Jackson. Um, and then you got, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, Kevin Spacey. And I don't know how Kevin Spacey always finds a way to play like the, the antagonist roles, <laughs> but, but he does it. He does a great job of, of, of that. Um, you also got Oliver Platt, man. You, like you mentioned, Charles S. Dutton. You also mentioned Donald Sutherland. Um, you mentioned the son Kiefer Sutherland, Mr. 24, um, Ashley Judd. Um, let me see. Yo, Chris... yo, rest in, yo, rest in peace to her moms, yo. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Naomi sure. Judd. Yeah. Um, you also got Chris Cooper. You know what I'm saying? You got Doug Hutchinson. Um, you got my man Kurt Wood Smith, aka Red from that 70s show. Um, you got Joe Seneca, who somehow always either plays like the Reverend in every movie or he plays like somebody's grandfather in every movie. I've never seen him play anything other than those two roles. You're talking about being typecast. Um, but you got Anthony Hill, man. You have um, Octavia Spencer. Um, who else is in this, man? Uh, I've seen one other name. Somebody else is in this. Maybe not. Maybe I named it already. But oh, um, Steve Coulter, you know what I'm saying? He's been in the he's been a sneaky guy in a few movies too. He was one of the Klansmen. But to have a cast like this, bro, in 1996, like and these and, and these people ain't like at the level that they at now. You know what I'm saying? They they working at this point in time. So like this was like prime. You know what I'm saying? This is like prime era for them. This is when they doing a lot of their work. This is when you starting to see them in a lot of places. Like, of course, Sam was, you know what I'm saying? He was doing, a, he had already done a lot. Um, Matthew McConaughey was kind of in between. Sandra Bullock, you know what I'm saying? She had done some stuff too, but she was kind of in between. Kevin Spacey as well. Um, Oliver Platt had been in some stuff here and there. Charles S. Dutton, man, he had a, a TV show, you know what I'm saying? And, and he was in a bunch of movies before this. Um, Donald Sutherland, he was already doing some things, but he ended up going on to do some great things. Kiefer Sutherland ended up becoming Mr. 24. You know what I'm saying? He had Fox on the whirlwind and then Ashley Judd, you know what I'm saying? She comes from, 
you know what I'm saying, royalty. And then Octavia Spencer, bro, like, that's, man, 1996, Octavia Spencer. And look yeah. at where she at now, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then Chris Cooper, man, you see him in a, in a bunch of other stuff. Um, he's usually like the 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 greasy the greaseball dude who's like every time you see him, you know something. Yeah. Down. You know what I mean? He typecast too. And then Kurt Wood Smith, man, like this dude, you know what I'm saying? He's been in he's been in a few things, but for him to go on and then, you know what I'm saying, be the iconic father of Eric Foreman on that 70s show, like he was always gonna put a foot in somebody's ass. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing that I was gonna say now, like Sam, up to this point, like yeah, he he was on his shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he was small in in um in society, but Jurassic Park, so people know him from there. He was in True Romance, he was in Fresh, but he was in Against the Wall. But you know the big movie, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. that was the movie that really took him over that edge. But dude, mm-hmm. this is the crazy thing about Sam, right? Are you forgetting? You forgetting? Uh, do the right thing. Um, yeah. You, Juice, was Juice was ninety two, and he was in but, uh, what's the other one he was in with uh, Halle Berry? Uh, uh, Jungle Fever. Jungle no, Fever. yeah, it was Jungle Fever. It was Gator. But dude, listen, nineteen ninety six. Okay, mm-hmm. Heartache, Great White on uh, Hype, mm-hmm. Tree Lounge, mm-hmm. Time to Kill, and A Long Kiss Goodnight all came out in ninety six. So Sam was yeah, Sam Sam was already there. And like when it comes to Sandra, like Sandra, you know what I'm saying? She had look her big movie, Speed, Speed was 1994. Yep. So she had some stuff under her belt already. Um, let me see. The net came out in ninety-five. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I fought with the net. Um so I mean, look, she had the demolition man, she was mm-hmm. in that. You know what I'm saying? Love Potion Number Nine. That was my shit. That was one of those guilty pleasure movies. Man, like, I couldn't get through that, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit was so fucking funny to me. I don't know why it was, but I gotta um, rewatch it now that I'm older. But younger, bro, I couldn't get through that shit. Yo, that shit was hilarious. But me and my cousin used to sit around and like really like joke about this shit. Like, yeah. that shit was so. It, it's just it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those like stupid funny joints. But the the it's it's a remake though. That's what makes it so dope. Like, and that's why I said like now that I'm older and I know a little bit more about it, I definitely gotta watch it. But when I was younger, I was like, man, what the f- is this on TV? Yeah, dude, I'm gonna tell you what though. For Matthew McConaughey to be like the name that they tend to mention first, mm-hmm. he didn't really have a lot of shit out. Nope. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's like what I said. That, he was he was in that working he was in that working stage. Yeah, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation, that was trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in Angels in the Outfield. Now that's a good movie. Of course. But um, but really, I mean, what? Glory Days, you know what I mean? Like Scorpion mm-hmm. Spring. Like it, he wasn't in nothing that was like up to this caliber. Right. To, right. For the people, for the for the people that was in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean Donald Sutherland is, is a complete legend. So, I mean, yep. it ain't even really no reason to even speak on him. But mm-hmm. when you look at Ashley Judd, I mean, so this came out in 96. You look at Ashley Judd. She was in Natural Born Killers in 94. Yep. Uh, shit. She, the, this was before she did all her good shit. But I'm saying her mom was Naomi Judd, though. Yeah, her mom was a uh, so famous singer. 
Yeah, because Kiss the Girl came out after that. Yeah, yeah, and then Jeopardy came out ninety nine. And then, like you know, I'm saying with Kevin Spacey, you know, I'm saying he already he already was on his come up. And then Oliver Platt, bro, he was doing a bunch of movies and television shows too. You know what I'm saying? That's one of those guys that's also in that sneaky category where uh, he'll be doing. I want to say he was in. Was it? It might not have been Grey's Anatomy. Um. Oh my goodness, what show was he in? Um, he was in the Three Musketeers, of course. He was in. Oh, what is the TV show? Was it House? He ended up being um, one of the doctors in like House or something like that. I have to look, but like, dude, but when it comes to Kevin Spacey, he was coming off of a great 1995, yo. Usual mm-hmm. Suspects, Outbreak, and Seven. Mm-hmm. It was all 1995. So, man, this cast was, I mean, it was. It was really, really fucking good, man. Oh, you know, you're right, bro. He was one of the bad guys in Beethoven. Oliver Platt, bro. Oh, yeah, Beethoven. Man, yeah. you talking about a classic? Beethoven was that joint. Yeah, I, I fought with Beethoven. Beethoven was that joint, man. But, um, so, you know what I'm saying? Back to the movie, um... In in this in this situation, right? You have, you know, what I'm saying the the obvious scenario of a black man in the South um, on trial for killing two white men, right? Mm-hmm. What, like, if you can if you can picture yourself, and this is strictly our hypothetical, but if you can mm-hmm. picture yourself, bro, like thinking back to 1996. The you know what I'm saying the way that you know you live in the South you you in South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, so you of course you know what I'm saying you grew up you knew how it, you knew how it was but like what do you, what do you think this impact was on the country when this movie came out because this wasn't just like one of the movies that just was went straight to VHS. This is like a this is a big movie. This is this movie is like two and that two and a half hours long. Yeah. And that it, it's not a lot of movies out at that time that was two and a half hours long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but what do you think the impact was for the country, you know what I'm saying, after the release of this movie? Okay, so I'm gonna answer your question, but it also affected decision making, right? I told this mm-hmm. on the um when I did the episode on Ghost of Old Miss, right? Yeah. So I told a little, you know, a little story that I went through, like when I squandered away all of my, you know what I'm saying, scholarship opportunities and um this junior college reached out to me. Um uh, it was called Southwest Community College. Mm-hmm. You know, it was in Mississippi. So they were trying to get me to come down there and I was just like, yo. Even though I'm in the South, I'm in South Carolina, but I was like, but I don't know, but Mississippi different. Man. Like, and I, I I chose not to go. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I was like, I just cannot see myself going to Mississippi, man. So when you think about 1996 and like, I think one of the lines 
that that grandfather that I forget what they call him. Um, when he was having a conversation with the uh, with Kiefer Southern uh, character, uh, Freddie Lee Cobb, mm-hmm. he was like, "Yo," he was like, "You know, the black man, we don't have a place. The white man don't have a place in this world. Black people got all this protection. You know, ten years ago, he would have been hanging from a tree." I think that that was the mentality yeah. of the country at this time was ain't no way in hell a black man gonna get away with something like this because we are we are gonna stand up and do what we need to do to show them that we're gonna put y'all in y'all place. And I think for a movie like this to come out, I think that I think you got a little bit of sympathy from the people that was, you know what I'm saying, in the Jake Brigance type of mind frame. But I think that there was a large amount of people that felt the way that the Ku Klux Klan members felt was like there's no way that this man should be able to get away with this like right like and even when it came to even when it came to Kevin Spacey's character like the way when when they did the uh, when he was doing the interview outside the courthouse he was Mm -hmm. like yo like I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know it, that it wasn't a horrific act that happened to you know what I'm saying his daughter, but you know what I mean. You can't take the justice into your own hands. But I think the way that the country felt, I, I think that it was very mixed. Mm-hmm. I think that people felt very. I think that there was a large amount that felt the way that the clan felt. It was like, nah, you yeah. you don't you don't kill one of ours, right? You know what I'm saying because you know what we did this. 300 years ago, there were no issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just what we do. So I think it's a lot of people that felt that way. But I think that there were some people who felt sympathetic for, for it. And I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I honestly think it's, I think it's very mixed. Like, yeah. I think the people that felt the way they felt, felt the way they felt. I don't think this movie changed it. But, right. you know, I think that it probably reached a few people who kind of had that, that train of thought. And it was mm-hmm. like, man, you know what? That's, you know, that's a horrific thing. And, and I wouldn't want, maybe, maybe, maybe the, the, uh, the, the closing argument changed some people's minds in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a good closing argument, man. And I mean, you, you got to think about it, man. I'm trying to think like what what's one of the major things that happened around this time. 96 was, um, I know OJ had just got done. The OJ trial was what, 90, or the OJ situation was what, 94, 95? So in 94, he murdered his, uh, he murdered her. Right, and the trial was over. And what, it was decided. It was decided October the third, nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the OJ trial was over around this time, and then that kind of was a microcosm of you know what I'm saying what society was as well, because you had a lot of people that was like, "Yo, this dude did it." You know what I'm saying he he you know he hurt that woman, that white woman. Da da. But then, you know what I'm saying you had most of black America that was like, yo, 
even if they felt like he did it, they was like, nah, he didn't do it. Because you know what I'm saying? We we wanted to win. Like you gotta remember at the at the same time, um, prior to that was you know what I'm saying the 92 riots when um mm-hmm. when they um when the cops had beat um what's that dude's name man you talking about uh Rodney King Rodney King why can't why I can't believe I forgot about Rodney King's name um but yeah you had the 92 riots because of what they did to Rodney King um and then you know what I'm saying like around this time you know hip hop is emerging and you got a lot more people being revolutionary. Conscious music is a thing in the black community. So, like, you had the black community feeling the type of way. Um, and then in the South, not only were they feeling the type of way, but the South was kind of, like, it It, it was starting to be, like, a real big, um, it was starting to become, like, this big, big thing for, like, black business. You know what I'm saying? Like um, in Atlanta specifically, it was a lot of big businesses being, you know what I'm saying, popping up um, as far as black businesses. And, you know, you just really started to see a a lot of different things changing and and coming into fruition. Um, Oprah was big at this time. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson was was the man at this time. He was probably one of the most famous um, celebrities on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then so to see that in this movie, well, not you didn't really see it in this movie, but to know that was what was going on around the country and to see in this movie how it was still so backwards. You know what I mean? And that's why I, I kept mentioning the rural part when I said Mississippi, because in those small towns and, and in those places, like, yo, it didn't matter that you know, Tupac and Biggie was out doing their thing. It didn't matter that hip hop was major. It didn't, you know, they probably didn't even hear about OJ Simpson like that. You know what I'm saying? They probably didn't even care about, you know what I'm saying, Michael Jordan, or they didn't care about Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Or Mike Tyson for that matter. So, you know, to them, it was, you know what I'm saying? This is where we from. This is what we do. And this is how things go. You know what I'm saying? You got to remember that, um, the Confederate flag was still flying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, in, and even in this movie, like you said, the Klan popped up. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just kind of lets you know where, you know what I'm saying, things were at this time. And I, I think it was, um, I think this was a very dope portrayal of what unity could look like in this country if people would just come together and see you know what I'm saying, the good in others and do stuff for that reason. But um yeah, that was that was something that I just wanted to pull from that because I, I thought that was super dope for them to be able to make a movie like this in ninety-six. And that was something that you, you know, especially in 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 that area, you probably would have never seen. True. One thing I do want to mention that I like was how it was shot as far as Everybody was sweating. Mm-hmm. Like, like they wanted you hot to know, ass yo, Mississippi. it's hot down it's here, yo. That courtroom. Yeah, in hot ass Mississippi yep. for sure. Man, even it's like every it's ninety percent of the scenes that are shot in this movie. Everybody is sweating, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know if it was. I felt like it was done on purpose. 
yeah to kind of like add the tension of like yo like we want to show y'all like you know what i'm saying like it's different down here mm-hmm. and just to even though they never showed us his house but even for uh lieutenant looney who got you know what I'm saying, his leg amputated and charles lee ray like they they talk like yo we known each other since we were kids like we grew up together mm-hmm. and now, not that Charles Lee didn't have a nice house, but you could tell, like, you know what I'm saying, dirt roads, no, you know, exactly. dirt driveway. I'm pretty exactly. sure Looney's house didn't look like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, 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 th- I think he did. But another scene that was kind of crazy that we, uh, that we haven't mentioned was when the, um, when the other guy, I forget what the other guy's name was that was involved in raping um Tanya. Mm-hmm. Like when when um when my man walked in there to interrogate him, when Ozzy went in there to interrogate him, he was just like, he said, um, ah, oh, how did he say it? He said, he said, my mama voted for you. Mm-hmm. He was like, he said, oh man, how he said, he said, my mama voted for you. He said, I didn't think that there was a problem having uh, a, a nigga sheriff. You know, he was like, I seen you play with the Rams. He mm-hmm. was like, so I guess it would No, he said, he said, I seen you play for the Rams, so I guess it wouldn't be too much of a problem to have a nigga sheriff since you've been on TV and all. Yeah. And it's like, and then he said, no offense. And like, that tells you like the mentality that they yeah. have. Like he, he couldn't even say like, yo, I don't have a personal issue with you. But you still a nigga to me. I you know mean, what I mean? Basically told him that. Yeah, and, and, but once, he was just once like, you once you put nigga in front of the occupation, that's that's exactly yeah. it. Like, you don't walk in to a restaurant and be like, hold on, can't eat here. They got a nigga chef. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You don't. That that's just that's as disrespectful as it get. But in your but in this sentence, it's like it's it's the opposite. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, I love eating here because they got a nigga chef. Because he said, I don't think there's a problem having a nigga sheriff because you play for the Rams and you've been well, on see, TV. No, that's like saying, that's like saying, like, you know what I'm saying? I could eat here. It ain't really no problem they got a nigga chef. He was on TV. Yeah, it's like, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at it like, yo, that is like, yeah, you, like, like he, you couldn't he, say he, black. Like, yeah, he he cooked with Gordon Ramsay. You know, I mean, he he got to be good. I mean, even though he's a nigga chef, he's all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that was. I just thought that scene was just so crazy. But I think that it's showing you the mentality of the way yeah. that you know what I'm saying some of those people think down there, and it's kind of like like they did a really good job of like introducing you like to this town. Like, this is what this town is like. You know what I'm saying? And like, you got some of those overt races like the way they was and they was going down there and you know the black dudes out there shooting basketball and they throw the, the, the beer at their basketball goals and all this mm-hmm. joint go up into a store and knock your shit over clean it up boy yeah you know what I mean like like they 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 open it up to you and they introduce you like yo this is what this town is like exactly so and then the whole thing of them wanting to have a change of venue because they was like yo if we move this case out of this county there's going to be more, you know what I'm saying, black people because there's a higher population of black people outside this county. Mm-hmm. They dealt with the same thing in the OJ case. 
They mm-hmm. wanted to move it, but it was opposite. They wanted to move out of Los yo, Angeles yeah, County sure. because they was like, yo, it's going to be a mix or heavy black. So we want to get out of this county. down the street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they tried to do the opposite. They wanted it out because yeah. it was too black. But and see, that's... They... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you got it. No, I'm saying that's why I was saying, like, they they didn't show too much of the landscape like other countries, but they showed enough for you to know, like, yeah, this is some this is some backwood shit going on out here. Like, you you can definitely feel like that this is a sundown town. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. you could tell that it was kind of like, like I, I love using this example because I think it's something that a lot of people don't know, right? So. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, obviously, you know what I'm saying, we had the, the Black Wall Street joint that went mm-hmm. down. So the crazy thing about Tulsa, Oklahoma is like 80%, it's a crazy-ass number, it's like 70 or 80% of people mm-hmm. in one county is the same county where Black Wall Street was. Mm-hmm. That's what 70 or 80% of Black people still stay to this day in yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I think that that is the same thing for like a lot of these rural cities is where there's still a large amount of black people that still stay in those same counties where there mm-hmm. was a whole bunch of black people that goes way back, you know what I'm saying, to the, you know what I'm saying, to the early days of like coming out of Jim Crow and, and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like a lot of those people stay in the same place. So um, I think that that was like, that was one of them same towns man so but um but the one thing that i do want to mention before we before we get to the fire planes is like the whole conversation that jake had and charles lee had and jake was like he was like yo like we on the same side we friends he's like man we ain't no friends mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like he said man you don't even know why i stay i ain't gonna lie though they had they had they had Sam looking crazy in that scene, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they had my nigga looking like he been locked up for about a good 10 months. No, <laughs> all in the hole. He ain't That man ain't had no razor. Man ain't had no nothing. That boy haircut was, I mean, that boy hair was horrible. That it, that it was. Sam, when it comes to hair in movies, Yo, he always found a way to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. mix it up. Yes. But um, I thought that conversation was monumental to to what he ended up saying in a closing argument mm-hmm. and how he was like, yo, we ain't friends. Like, But at the same time, he was like, yo, I'm a black man in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. The whole justice system is white. The whole jury is white. Mm-hmm. What am I going to look like? coming with a black lawyer you know what i'm saying like like i chose you because you one of them mm-hmm. and he was just like yo he was like you know what i'm saying our kids ain't gonna never play together we don't hang out and then i thought it was dope that you know what i'm saying after they won how jake showed up it was like yo basically admitting yo you were right and i thought that our kids could play together yeah and like what he's doing is he's breaking that cycle of like mm-hmm. Like even though I never had an issue with you, because you know I'm saying I I knew you because I defended your brother, but but we still didn't communicate. We didn't have no rapport. So I thought that that is a beginning of like this is how the cycle has to be broken. Because I think that 
you're never gonna understand like that black struggle unless you are around it, unless you are, yeah. unless you experience it. Yeah. And I think the because I think that the people don't feel sympathetic is because it's not affecting them personally. And I think that a lot of the reason why a lot of this shit starting to shift, even though we still look, there's always going to be like those ones, like my man driving to that Buffalo store. Like, yeah. that's, that's just what it is. But it is more of the other side of like where, whether it's sports, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, the way schools are zoned, there is a lot of situations where you start to see a lot more, you know what I'm saying, mixing of like people hanging out and then like some of these like, you know, uh, like my man Casey told a story on one of the podcasts where he was like, yo, like, I'm just hanging with my dudes. He's like, I'm the only white dude in the car and we got pulled over. And he said the cops saw him in the back seat. He was like, yo, are you okay? Are you in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some kind of, and he's like, the fuck? And that's when he kind of realized, like, he was like, he was in high school. He was like, you think I'm in danger because I'm the only white dude in the car and I'm in the mm-hmm. car with, you know what I'm saying, four black dudes? And mm-hmm. I, you asking me, am I okay? I think that you have to be in those situations to be like, oh, shit, they do treat these motherfuckers totally different. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was dope what Jake ended up doing at the beginning, uh, at the end of the movie. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I 100% agree with you. Let's get into these fire flames, my brother. Flame it up, flame it up. So you know what I'm saying? This was this was um this was your pick, man. So you know what I'm saying, you go ahead and take the lead. Uh I'ma keep it short. Uh great cast. We but we went over it. Like there's no reason to go over it again. But mm-hmm. man, phenomenal cast. This is when everybody was up on that rise, and then everybody that we mentioned, everybody leveled up. Like everybody got better. So uh shout out to the cast. Uh shout out uh to uh I think it was Jim Grissom. The, James Grissom that wrote the book. Mm-mm, John Grissom. John Grissom that wrote yeah, the book. Yeah, man. He, the, yo, this dude. When I tell you, like, it was it was crazy because I've I've seen this book at my grandma's house a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that this was the this was based off of that. Yeah, that's dope as hell. Like my my grandma, she used to read John Grissom all the time, um, and you know what I'm saying. Like she she would buy like. She would get on Amazon and buy all his books. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She got it. She had a Kindle. Well, she got. She has a Kindle, but she gets gets all his stuff um, on Kindle. And yeah, that that's one of the that's one of the dudes, man. Like, yeah, he he got some work. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, I thought it I thought it was shot great. I thought the way that they depicted everything, mm-hmm. I thought it was right on point. Yeah, and like I said, I, I just said what I said at the beginning, which is I just hated that they didn't put more responsibility on the people and made Jake feel guilty for taking a case that he felt that he needed to do what was right. So, um, but I'm gonna give this movie, man. I'm gonna give it a four point five, man. Okay, um, okay. But you are right. It 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 is a tough watch. This isn't mm-hmm. a movie that you know what I'm saying you that you want to watch if you upset. <laughs> Shit, nigga, this ain't a movie you want to watch if you happy. <laughs> but that too, it will make you upset. But it's but as far as like the way it was written and the way it was shot, I, I, it, it's a really really good movie. So man, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four point five. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so speaking of upset, yeah, it will make you upset if you are a racist. Uh, it will make you upset. 
you know what I'm saying, because a black man won. And if you are a black man, it will make you upset because, you know what I'm saying, of what happened in the situation. And it's oh too familiar. So, you know what I'm saying, this this is a shining example of how good this movie is because, first and foremost, it brings out emotions. And mm-hmm. to me, a movie like this, and um, when it's a drama or when it's a thriller or something like that, like the fact that it can bring out emotions and make you dislike characters, you know what I'm saying? Make you dislike the scenario, make you feel something inside, you know what I'm saying? Make you want to cry or make you angry or any of those things. That's to me always a good, um, a good indication of whether or not a movie is, you know what I'm saying? is is good or uh, if a movie is bad if you could watch a movie and not feel anything throughout that movie that movie really didn't do its job so for me to watch this movie for and this is my first time ever seeing this just letting you guys know what um, yeah i've never seen this before before then that's so crazy watching this at this age even still i was feeling you know what i'm saying like i was feeling those those angry moments i was feeling that you know what i'm saying the situation he had was going through the whole time you know what i'm saying like i said as a father with a daughter and then being a black father at that like so you know what i'm saying feeling the joy of and the relief of him finally getting off you know what i'm saying feeling the the satisfaction of him getting revenge and those type of things like it really brought out some raw emotion so for me um there's no need to speak on the cast like you said we already did that it, this is a hell of a cast um it was it was great acting um my, like i said my only beef is the way they had my man Sam looking when they was having that little one on one discussion he was looking wild but outside of that, outside of that, man, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you, bro. Four point five, man. Yo, I cannot believe you know this is this is your first yeah. time seeing this movie. Yo, listen, if 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 we could do an episode on shit that I haven't seen, I probably would. I probably would get banned from doing this podcast by the people uh, uh, that listen. That's crazy. Have you seen Five is... Heartbeats? Yeah. Yeah, never seen it. Oh man! <laughs> now I will say this: like I mean, like it ain't like one of my like favorite joints, but I yeah. mean, but you know what I'm saying. But I've seen it. No, nah, I never seen like, it. Like, yo, that's crazy. but the, the crazy part is like people talk so much about it that I kind of know what's going on. Like I know it's the then ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. I know you know what I'm saying like shit like that. But yeah, so. Well, no, we when he, was, when he was singing in the rain and all that shit. Nights like this, I wish and all that. All them references. I know the references. I just never seen yeah. them. You seen Meteor Man, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. Nah, I mean, look, dude, I, I'm telling you, man, my, my, listen, my childhood. Oh, no, nah, listen, black, black movies? I ain't gonna lie. It's a lot of black movies I probably ain't seen. I said, look, I'm gonna say this and we'll we get to coming soon, but like, dude, my childhood was sports, mm-hmm. film, and music. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Like, Same you know what I'm saying? I spent, because yeah. see, I spent, even to this day, I spent a lot of time alone. I don't hang with a lot of people. I don't talk to a lot of people. Yep. And it's just, I was just able to watch like a lot of just shit. And yeah, I was just, too. I was the only child for 10 years. So, so I mean, in a way, I'm not, I mean, I kind of, I kind of felt like one because yeah. my, my one older sister that I actually grew up with, even though she was seven years older than me, like she was kind of like my mom. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, and then like with her being seven years older than me, 
know what I'm saying? She hanging out and oh, working yeah. and all this. Over, yeah, shit. It's over, it's over. yeah, and then when I went to my dad's house, because I'm the only kid that my that actually stayed with my dad. Like mm-hmm. I got an older sister. I didn't know she was my sister until I was 13, and then my brother, he lived with his mom. Mm-hmm. So I was the only one. So it was always a lot of the time just me. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? I just watched a lot of TV and I just seen a lot of shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, like real quick, give me three movies that you think I probably haven't seen. I guarantee you, I'll probably get like two out of three. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. They gotta be good ones. Good ones. Good. You mean like good black films? I think that you seen black films. You seen Rebound, though. The Man of Goat Story. Oh, yeah, of course. HBO. Yeah. Uh, shit. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Shout out to Warhammer. Uh, shout out to Don Chico. Warhammer. Uh, well, yeah. Man, you put me, put, put me, put me on the spot, man. You put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. Uh, cause I can't think of anything that's like. I'm surprised. Well, you said you you couldn't get into it. I mean that's not a black film, but when I say love potion number nine, at least you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Um fuck. Okay, I got one for you. It's not a black film, but I'm just wondering, have you seen it? You seen speed, right? Most of it. Oh man. <laughs> I know he stopped the bus. Yo, man, speed is that shit. Um damn, dude. Like nothing. I can't get anything to come to mind right now. That's what, listen, that's what y'all should do. Get on, get on Twitter <laughs> and hashtag what Scoots haven't watched and then and then uh at me in it and just throw throw a random movie in there and we'll see. Yeah, because I a, can't it's a bunch of shit. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's a bunch of shit that people be talking about. I've never seen a damn in my life. But they talk about the shit so much, I feel like I have seen it. Damn, man. You put you put me on the spot. I can't yeah. the I major can't one the major one though is um Five heartbeats for sure. That's Damn. that's one that when people get to talk about that shit, I'll be like, "Oh, I never seen the color purple." Okay, now I mean, when it comes to yeah, that that is one. I remember you saying that that you never seen the color purple. You never seen the color purple, and I was just like, "Like, dude, really?" <laughs> I've never seen that shit. Bro. Like how how it's like. That 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 is that is surprising with with growing up with the parents that like you know what I'm saying that you talk about like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like a lot of the shit that you and you know you and your mom sat down and watched and, yeah. and stuff like She's that. She seen that shit. What? You okay? Let me tell you how crazy it is. Okay, so I have never seen Color Purple, but I've seen Beloved. Now I never seen Beloved. Never seen well, I ain't really surprised you ain't never seen Beloved because that's one of the movies that like a lot of people ain't really seen. Have you ever seen Amistad? Yes, I see I seen Amistad. Um, seen Glory? Uh, yeah, Denzel first Oscar, yeah, with um, white dude, what's his name? Um, uh, white dude. Who's the white dude in that? Yeah, the white dude. Is him Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington. I forgot what the white dude is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, you got you got it. You got it there. You yeah. got it there. Uh shit, man. You threw me on the spot. The, uh Ferris Bueller. That nigga. He was in it. 
Okay, I, I got one, but dude, I swear to God, you better see this shit. Soul food. Oh yeah, everybody seen okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, Leave mama your arm. All right now. What about waiting to exhale? I never seen it fully. Come on, man. The, okay, what? okay. It, so I seen two parts. Let me be honest. I seen two parts. I seen the part where Loretta Devine be talking to Gregory Hines when they be moving and shit, and she be talking about some pie or whatever she was cooking, some food or something <laughs> like that. And then I seen the part where Angela Bassett burned dude clothes up in the car, <laughs> which I thought was stupid as fuck, but she did it. Yeah, she did do it. She did do yeah. it. Well, I know you seen what love got to do with it. We talked about Ike. Ooh, I ain't so, seen the whole thing, though. Come on. <laughs> I told you, bro. I told you. It's okay. A bunch of shit. It's a bunch of shit. Motherfuckers would be so disappointed in me. Dude, I know you've seen BAPS. Oh, my God. Come I know on. what the movie is, though, but I've never watched BAPS. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I ain't seen it in a long time, but come on, yeah, man. I've never BAPS? seen BAPS. <laughs> I've never seen BAPS. I'm sorry, bro. I never seen Yo, that. that's crazy. I, that told, you, I told you, man, you might end up kicking me off this podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, you might have to find new codes. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of shit I ain't seen, man. Oh, man. Nah, I ain't even going to say that one. What? <laughs> I was going to say love don't cost a thing, but that's not. With Nick Cannon? Yeah, I definitely seen that. Christina Milian um, was in that. Yeah, man, that that yo, that's crazy. I told you, man, that's crazy. But uh, man, listen, we gotta, we got. I've been telling you, we've been needing to uh, keep up with this type shit. So mm-hmm. I had went on a little thing, and I've been looking for it, and I was like, yo, I got one. So we up, uh, we doing, uh, we trying to be better about doing movies. We did uh, the very first one we did was White Man Can't Jump. It was the thirty year anniversary. Yep. A white man can't jump. So we're doing one movie, man. This is the 10 year anniversary of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it for another personal reason. Not only if this is a good movie, but it also got my girl in it. But we're doing <laughs> Prometheus. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah, man. And this movie is so dope because this is a part of um the Ridley Scott trilogies. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like to call them. Um because it's alien, it's predator, and then it's uh is it species? Prometheus. Oh, okay. Yeah. All three of these all three of those are connected. Yeah, so yeah. if you yeah, if you ever if you ever watch um Prometheus, you'll see how I'm sorry, no, not alien and predator. Predator, um it, it they they make it in there. That's why I say it's the trilogy thing. They're not actually a part of it, but Alien and Prometheus are connected. And then they just threw Predator in there because Alien versus Predator. But um, Prometheus is basically how it, it shows you how the aliens came about. i just put it like that. Yeah. It's, it's one of them interesting movies, man. Um, and then what, one of the great reasons you being on this podcast is the sci-fi shit. You mm-hmm. you really you really good with the sci-fi shit. So I think that this is going to be one of those episodes where you can highlight how deep of a wormhole you go down 
when it comes mm-hmm. to the sci-fi shit because you you do really good with the sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. And man, let me tell you something, man. To to watch these, to 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 watch Prometheus and understand that this shit is all intertwined, like you had, like I go back now, like that shit made me go watch all the aliens, and it made me watch Alien Resurrection, of course, or whatever that last one was called, which actually go deeper into it, but. For all of this to be a part of the same universe is the way that they like went ahead and tied these up. Perfect. Perfect. Confession. I never seen all the aliens in a in a in a collective. Mm-hmm. I've seen like like kind of like you. I've seen bits and parts, bits and pieces of yeah. some of the alien movies, but I never like sat down and watched the whole alien movie from start to finish. Any of them? Not from start to finish. Okay, I might I might have seen Alien vs Predator all the way through, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I never seen like the regular ones with uh yeah. with uh Miss Weaver. You know okay, saying? yeah. So confession, I never seen any of them shits besides Alien vs Predator until Prometheus came out. <laughs> so it, but it made you go back though. So no, so I seen okay. I took that. I seen the first Alien. Bits and pieces of it, but Alien Two and Three and all this, I I didn't care for them until Prometheus came back. Then I had to rewatch all of them. I was like, oh yeah, for sure, I gotta watch all of them now. Okay, well maybe yeah. maybe I you know I'm trying to see if they got them on some kind of streaming service. Maybe I'll watch like, it once you once you once you understand like what's going like once you rewatch it and understand what's going on, like it'll make you want to go back and see certain shit because there's certain shit that they reference that being like the Aliens movies. That you don't mm-hmm. realize that it's a reference unless you like actually seen it. Because it was dudes like when this came out, it was dudes that was like breaking it down. And then like I remember it was uh it was one dude on um that one channel. I mean that one channel, that one site, uh 4chan. I don't know if y'all ever heard of 4chan, I never but heard that. it's a it was like a little site called 4chan. That's like how Reddit is. Mm-hmm. It it was like the Reddit before Reddit, but um Basically, it was a dude on there who basically broke everything down and predicted that they was gonna do alien the alien resurrection movie or whatever it's called. Hmm. Sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? It's 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 some fun stuff to get into, man. Me personally, I like going into the wormholes. Um I mean the wormholes, the rabbit holes, because you know, it's it you get to finding out all kind of cool stuff about stuff, so this will make you definitely go down the uh, Ridley Scott alien rabbit hole. That's what's up, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, man, listen, until the next episode, shout out to Nate dog. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know what I'm saying, man, listen, you know what I'm saying? We, we gonna keep bringing you these bad boys back and forth, back and forth every week. Um, we greatly, greatly appreciate all the support and thank you guys for tuning in um, every week and every episode, you know what I'm saying, like you always do. Make sure you guys hit us up, man. Engage with us, man. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if we're doing a shit job. Let us know if we're doing a great job. Um, we can only get better if you tell us. Um, shout out to all those people that have left us um, ratings and comments on Apple uh, Pods. 
that's greatly appreciated as well. If you want to hit us up, though, you can find us on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod, all one word. And you can also find us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. If you want to find me, man, hit me up on Twitter at Scoops Bronson. I have a link, tree link in my profile. You can go there and find me everywhere else. And yes, the OnlyFans is in there as well. Yes, sir. Y'all can uh, <clears throat> catch me at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on IG. I have a great idea for a new pod coming this weekend, so be on the nice. lookout for it. Um, Hold on, wait. You mean like a, a brand new pod or a pod episode? Well, a brand no pod episode. Oh, I bet so. No, 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 no. Got breaking news. No, 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 no. And I still do. I haven't man since Jamar moved. I ain't even man. You yeah. know, what I'm saying he's I came down here. I ain't been wanting to bother him because you know, what I'm saying he got a new job. You know, did a yeah. whole new move of coming back to the state. So it's just like, you know, uh, so I don't know what's the deal with that part right now. But no, no, mm-hmm. I was just saying I was just being in a new episode. I did. Yeah. Um, so be on the lookout for uh, a new 28 minutes or less. Um, you can find it on all major platforms. So, uh, you know, up until then, y'all can go check out episode 92. I did the anniversary episode and the best pod. Well, not the best pods, but the best album so far. So, uh, so yeah, um, appreciate everybody's support. For sure, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we do the best that we can. And uh, with your help, you know what I'm saying? We've been doing a great job. And that is uh, definitely not going unnoticed. So thank you to all the people out there listening and tuning in once again. And um, until the next episode, man, like they say in Hollywood, that's right. Good.